This is the Indesa Members Memo, a podcast of the National Drug and Alcohol Screening Association. Indesa is 100% member-owned and is your industry voice. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Indesa Members Memo. My name is Joe McGuire, and I am the Executive Director for the National Drug and Alcohol Screening Association. And today I'm very excited to welcome a special guest that we've had in the past, and I'm so excited to have again, and that's Mr. Bill Current from Current Consulting Group. Welcome, Bill. Thank you, Joe. It's a pleasure to be with you. Absolutely. And uh, last time we talked all about um, things that were happening actually during COVID and oral fluid testing and safe collections. Um, and you had been doing several webinars uh, about that during 2020 and, and really um, explaining to us how oral fluid testing was a safe method of collections because we needed to really make sure people had options. But today we're going in a completely different direction. And um, we just want to hear all about current consulting group and yourself and what you do, how you guys got started. And the reason that we're doing this is current has come on as a preferred provider for Indesa. And we are so excited to have you in that program. Thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Our pleasure. I, I have to tell you that, um, you know, I've been in the industry for 32, going on 33 years. And I was telling a friend yesterday that I think my membership in Endesa is like the best bargain I get for all the money that I spend because um, we get so much in return. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're constantly given opportunities for education. I have people on my staff that attend um, the um, town hall meetings mm -hmm. and um, just everything that you do. And this preferred partner uh, program that you have, uh, I just think is is man, I think that's just fantastic. When you told me about it, it was like a no brainer. Um, you know, if anybody were to ask me, I would say, yeah, if there's room in that program, join. It's Get in. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I think one of the things that, um, that I hear from members the most, but is also one of our goals is, um, you know, when we were all, <laughs> all of the people that are involved in leadership, when we were members on the ground in a, in a membership association, and it just didn't feel like we were getting banged for the buck. We determined that when we started this association, we would always say, what do I want as a member? And, and one of the core foundations is to promote the members. You can put our logo out on your stuff and say, I'm a part of this big collective. You can, uh, we will promote you. Uh, you know, we, we try to find as many avenues as we can uh, because, we, you know, I always say when we all succeed, we're all stronger. And so uh, I'm glad that you feel that way and that you've said that because that is a goal. And so that leads me to say I'm doing okay on that goal. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> so, yes, we, um, so bringing you in, uh, in into that status, um, we'll do a podcast, we'll do a webinar, we're going to see current consulting in our newsletters and a, a variety of other things, but also on our website. Go to uh, our website and search for the Preferred Provider Program and you'll see uh, current consulting group there. Now, um, one of the things that I want to say before we 
talk really just about Current Consulting Group, you did provide an article in our newsletter this last quarter. Thank you for that. Your information is invaluable as always. Oh, and happy to help. Yeah, yeah, we always appreciate um, that that we're able to get information that you share out there. And um, uh, so I'm I'm really and I think we might have one next quarter too potentially right. Yep, so, absolutely. Yep, we'll look and see now. So uh, we we covered a little bit last time, sort of your history in the industry, but tell us again just a brief how you kind of came to be in the in the world of drug and alcohol testing, but specifically tell us about the origins of Current Consulting Group. Okay. Well, I did, I did get started in the late 80s when drug testing was sort of, the industry didn't really exist yet, mm -hmm. uh, but it was starting to take shape. And I was working at the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. We formed a group called the Institute for Drug-Free Workplace, and I became the director of that, and then went on to become the executive director of the American Council for Drug Education. And um, like a lot of NDASA members, uh, you know, I sort of had an entrepreneurial spirit about me. Mm -hmm. And a friend told me once, you know, you're not in business until you're in business for yourself. <laughs> so I started a consulting business and uh, eventually sold that to a TPA in Florida and went to work for them and worked for them for about three years, which was just a tremendous experience to learn the, the sort of the back office dealings and, and oh. procedures of a TPA. That was very educational for me. Um, but in 1998, I started the current consulting group. Uh, for several years, it was just me and an assistant and um, just sort of establishing the, my, my brand and what we did. And, um, you know, this is now our 24th year of being in business. But I, I, I'd have to say that, um, you know, the, the main reason, not that I got into this, but the main reason I felt compelled to stay in this, because getting in it at the beginning, there was nothing to get into. The industry didn't quite exist, but I've stayed in it because I've always felt very strongly that as an industry, we do more than just about anything else in the substance abuse prevention field um, to help people um, you know, either avoid or stop using drugs that are harmful to their lives. I, I, I think of all the things the government has ever come up with from just say no to you know, those little cartoons that they used to do, et cetera. But the most effective thing the government has ever come up with in terms of battling the substance abuse problem in our country are the DOT drug and alcohol testing regulations. I think Amen. that they have done more to help people live drug-free lives than virtually anything else the government has done. And I always felt like we were part of that mm -hmm. and that we were doing, you know, God's work, so to speak. It's It's so interesting that you say that because we really are like this strong silent partner in the whole um drug drug uh use and prevention and all of that the whole world uh you know in that in that whole landscape um we don't get you know the glory or the notification and sometimes even the the recognition or people even awareness that we're here but if you you talk about um where you can put hard stops on people to have that um, moment where they realize they need to turn it around or, or, or a method for keeping them accountable or just, you know, there's all of these wonderful things that we can do. Um, you are so right about that. And, you know, uh, I know that you know this, but for our audience, um, there's a statistic out there that I use every time I present, and that is that 
we have found that employees in a uh, that work in a place with a drug testing program similar to DOT and and for sure in the DOT world, um, employees who are in a drug testing program have 50% less violations than those who are not. And um, that when you talk about cutting the problem in half, I think any employer who is struggling under the weight of drug and alcohol issues in their workplace, and some don't even realize that's the people problem that they're having. If you could cut that problem in half today, would you? Yeah. Right. And um, this is the thing. This is what, you know, the thing that would um, make that difference. It was funny. I was, I was presenting a few years ago in Nevada and uh, I had a guy who was just complaining about the out of control problem that he had in his workplace. And he said, I have a drug testing program. And I said, do you, he was non-DOT. It was like a big construction, you know, outfit. And I said, do you do random testing? And he said, no. And I said, then you don't have a drug testing program, <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> so wonderful reason to get in and to be passionate. So you started Current Consulting Group, you and one person. And what did you do from there? Well, so in the beginning, our core business was really just one thing. We were writing drug testing policies. Um, and to support the drug testing policy services that we provided, um, we had a database that we had created of state drug testing laws. We didn't sell it. It wasn't a subscription service or anything like that. It was just a database that supported us, as or me primarily, writing policies and, and our business model back then and even today is still that we work through drug testing providers like third party administrators and laboratories and offer our policy writing services to them so that they can in turn offer policy writing services to their clients. But we, um, we did that and almost that only for the first couple of years. And then I got a phone call from a good friend of mine uh, who said that Roche Diagnostics was looking for a speaker uh, for a seminar that they had coming up, would you be interested? And I was very interested because I had no revenue coming in and <laughs> I, I needed to survive somehow. Mm -hmm. So um, I went on the road with Roche Diagnostics back in those days with uh, Jackie Perone. She was in charge of the program. Of course, she's with Orsher now. Mm -hmm. And um, and that sort of broadened our, um, our base of services from just policy development to offering marketing and business development support through doing web, well, webinars didn't exist then, but conferences and writing articles and sort of putting those talents to work as part of the business as well. And it's just grown from there. But originally we, we thought we could survive and make a living just writing drug testing policies. And we found that even though that's been a good part of our business, we had to expand. Sure. And uh, so there you are, you're on the road and you're, you're going and speaking at events and things. Um, and so how did, and you are, a, you are an, a, an awesome speaker. I always enjoy listening to you because you have a way of disseminating, you know, people, I think that, that really touch an audience, they have a way of disseminating that, legalese or those things that people feel are very complicated and putting it into really common speak, common sense language that everybody goes, oh, I didn't understand that. I didn't get that, right? And um, so what was, at that time, let's go back. I have like 10 questions. But um, at that time, what was kind of your primary 
um, topic that really you engaged with audiences on and really um, brought you to a different understanding of what the need was on the ground, perhaps? Yeah, that's an excellent question. And thank you for that compliment coming from you. That's uh, saying a lot. So um, back then and today as well, I've been um, you know, very interested in new drug testing methods and technologies, et cetera. If I think something's going to work, um, then I get behind it 100%. And in those days, it was rapid result testing. We used to call it on-site testing. And then, mm -hmm. you know, the feds came up with a, a politically correct way to say a point of collection. Point of collection. <laughs> yeah. But I really felt like that was that there was a, a need for an instant result type of testing uh, method. And so I got really strongly behind that because I felt there was a need in the in the market for that. And back then it was mostly urine testing. Of course, today it's urine and oral fluid testing. But that was the big thing we were promoting then. That and in the early days of my career, it was, you know, should we do drug testing? Mm -hmm. And, you know, there were a lot of questions about whether employers had the legal right to do drug testing, what could they do with drug test results, etc. By the time I started this business in 1998, the question really had shifted from should I do drug testing to how should I do drug testing? I'm going to do drug testing, but what's the best way to do it for my company mm -hmm. so I get a strong return on investment? And so it really sort of became, those two things became married together. You know, how to get the most out of drug testing with a lot of ROI models and calculators that we created back in those days. Some of them are still on, on some companies' websites. And then where does sort of new technology fit into it. Now, let me say this about new technology. I, as always, I think we've got to be careful because mm -hmm. you know, I think there's a, a tremendous value in using a drug testing method that has been endorsed by the federal government, by SAMHSA. If right. there are SAMHSA guidelines in place for a drug testing regulation or a drug testing method, then that offers an employer the, the most legal defensibility possible. Now, 100%. the federal government hasn't endorsed rapid result testing in the workplace. You see it done in other types of government uh, mm -hmm. mandated testing in, mm -hmm. in prisons and paroles and things like that. But mm -hmm. I do think, though, that even with rapid testing outside of DOT, for example, um, if you use as much of those SAMHSA Part 40 guidelines as possible, you strengthen the legal defensibility of your program, you enhance the integrity of the results, and, it's, and it puts the employer in a position to be able to do something with those results. And so I'm very, I'm very careful and leery about new technologies, but I think that there, have, there are some that have advanced to the point now where we saw just recently with this DOT notice of proposed rulemaking for oral fluid testing, right. that we're now at a new era when if DOT is willing to look at oral fluid testing, that says a ton. Yes, it does seem like uh, you were talking about, you know, you were saying this in 1998, and we had, you know, a good long period there. Um, I don't want to say full two decades, that would not be fair, but probably a good 15 years where things remained rather static in the overall scope of things. You know, a few new things popped up here and there. I remember going to conference, and this is the technology of the future, and it would, but 
you know, well, when will that be ready? Well, like 10 years, you know? <laughs> um, and the one that I remember the most is um, fingerprint testing, which uh, is now we're seeing people come back and go, hey, we, we have that now, but it's limited and, you know, um, mostly for alcohol or whatever. Um, so, but for the most part, you know, we had like a pretty steady um, a stream of products. But yes, with the advent of, uh, of SAMHSA, putting out the notice of oral fluid testing in the federal register, it, it's, it, it's almost like we're having a race of some type and new products are on the horizon. Not to mention, I think that marijuana legalization or, or sanctioning um, is how a friend has uh, recommended that I say that now, and I like that, um, has, has brought all, all these developers to the table because everybody's going to have the next new thing. But I am so glad to hear you say um, SAMHSA approved devices and what they have used brings validity and you, you have that um, knowledge that you've got something that has been vetted. Uh, and well, what we know is that that means it's evidentiary. It's going to hold up in a court of law. And um, so what a, what a, amazing time we're in right now with all of these changes and we'll get to that in in a moment but um i have seen you said should i do drug testing too how do i do drug testing we're almost back completely around full circle to should i do drug testing again aren't we yeah and um the whole marijuana situation has really sort of created that question again yes. or recreated it and yes that it, must be not, heartbreaking for you to yes. a degree to have been like we were down this road here we go again you know it's funny that you say that because um i have literally been going through my files in a cabinet in the garage <laughs> for all the things we used to say and write about why you should do drug testing because we're just it's just we're recycling the old <laughs> arguments yeah. Right. It's kind of like an old style that comes back in play again and everybody thinks it's new and you're like, wait, that's not new. Let me go get mine out of the closet. Well, so, yeah. Nobody in the industry knows more about the marijuana issue than you do. But, but I would add this and I would love to hear your comment, which is that the legalization or sanctifying of uh, sanctioning or whatever the, the, the term is that you use um, for marijuana doesn't change the fact that somebody under the influence of marijuana in the workplace operating a forklift is still a danger to the workplace and everybody around that person. Exactly. And I always go, and you know that I, I do this, um, but I always go back to the Chase Maryland, uh, you know, Amtrak Conrail's collision. Uh, and here we are again. There was uh, just within the year after the state of Illinois changed their laws a uh, forest preserve um, dump truck driver plowed into a, a group of cars sitting at a stoplight. He was doing 76 in the 35 mile an hour zone. Of course, there were fatalities involved. The only substance in his system was marijuana. No, it didn't make him a slower driver, a safer driver. He, you know, he didn't yeah. have the ability to react or respond in time. And, uh, you know, I fear that people are kind of waiting for an equal or greater tragedy, which is such a, a horrible thing to think. Um, but not only has that not changed, the product that we have now 
is, you know, a hundred times greater, if not more than what we had then in the 70s and 80s. So here we have product that's 90% um, potent in many cases, but a minimum of 60% of THC. And so the problem is actually worse, not better. And I think that's what employers don't understand. Uh, the way that it's been marketed to them, they're very deceived. They feel like, oh, it's, it's just a little pot. And uh, uh, one of our messages is it, it didn't get um, better, it got worse. And here's what you're really dealing with. And it's like the crack cocaine of pot. And I, I always say, I don't know if you've heard me say this one, but um, I do think that to call what we have today on the market pot or marijuana is almost an insult uh, because it's chemically altered. It's not even the same drug and yet that's what how we're defining it. So it's deceptive, highly, highly deceptive. But no, it is, it is not by any means safe and employers just, they just don't understand it. And if, you know, if, I always feel like if I could give me 30 minutes with someone um, to, now we have uh, we have something I don't know if you've seen it. They're called distillates, and they're pure liquid. Um, most of them brag about 100% THC somewhere in there. I have one 100 that says 110, um, but they're they sell them in syringes. Now they're not injectables, um, but I have asked three different manufacturers why they're in their in syringes, and they have all said in some way, shape or form, um, we're just looking forward to another iteration of, of you know, how we ingest marijuana. So they're preparing their audience for injectables and we're going, isn't that cute? You know, yeah. it just drives me crazy. But yes, yeah, so um, you're out there and you're talking about um, why should we test and then how should we test? And I'm sure that in that conversation, you were talking about oral fluid testing, right? Absolutely. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then how and when did your state laws database go from being a personal reference that you guys sought out for writing policies to, you know, hey, there could be more use for that? Yeah, I think it was like around 2000. So we started the business in 1998, and I think it was around 2000 four or five, we started offering subscriptions to the database. And in the early days, the database was a collection of PDF files, one on each date. Mm -hmm. And so somebody could technically subscribe, download all of the PDFs, and they'd have our entire database. The problem is, of course, we're constantly updating the charts back in those days. So, you know, any given day, the charts were out of date if you had old yeah an old set of the thing. Kind so of like was, subscribing to the old red book, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's very much the same. In fact, that's the thought that comes to mind. Uh -huh. um, but then we uh, later developed, um, you know, sort of a, an online database that was truly a database where, and that's what it is today, where uh, people can subscribe to the, to the database. It's called current compliance. It is um, the content of the, the database are all laws that affect drug testing in the workplace. So it's not just drug testing laws like the mandatory Iowa law or the voluntary Florida law, but it's the marijuana laws, the workers' comp regulations, the unemployment comp regulations, all the case law, et cetera. So you can go to, into any particular state, and let's say Iowa, for example, 
it'll let you know which laws and what kind of laws are in that state. You click on it and you can either read the chart, the summary of those laws, line by line. Every state has the same, you know, uh, 50 something line items. Um, or you, you can click on the link and it'll take you directly to the statutory language. But the thing I like the most about our database is that you can actually go into the search engine and you can do any combination of words or terms, any number of states and, uh, and research an issue. For example, I wanna know every state that, um, that allows instant oral fluid testing but does not allow random testing. Well, you know, that would take hours upon hours right. to research that yourself going through the charts. But with search engine that comes with the, the premium subscription, you can go in there and within, you know, 10 seconds, you're going to have the answer to that question. It's going to show you a list of all of them. What an invaluable resource, especially today as laws are changing so quickly and people are trying to write policies now. Um, when I was pretty green and new in the industry and didn't know any better. And our clients would come to us and say, you know, I, I need someone to look over my policy. Uh, I went to my boss and said, what do we do with this? I don't know anything. We'll look it over and see what it looks like. Well, I, I didn't understand what I was looking at. And of course, I didn't know you existed at that time. Um, so I got on the SAMHSA website and where they had the model policy for safe and drug-free workplace at that time. And I went line by line <laughs> said, um, does it have this? Does it have this? Does it have this? Does it, you know, that's how I, um, and, and because I just didn't know what I was doing at all. And then I met you and, and learned about, oh, there's, there's uh, more resources out there for me. And what I, what I chose at that moment was to go, I don't know enough to be reviewing these things. Someone else that knows what they're doing should be doing it instead. And I think there are times, especially um, in the last two years, we've had a real explosion of new people coming into our industry. And they love this industry and they want, because of exactly the reasons that you stated, and they want to get involved and do everything there is to do. Um, what would you recommend? And I know that, you know, this could seem self-serving, but the reality of it is, as, as someone who's been here from the beginning, why should we have a professional help us with those policies and outsource that rather than try to tackle it ourselves? Well, there's a lot of different reasons for that, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer that question with two words. Sharon Botcher. <laughs> okay. Sharon. Sharon is the director of our policy writing, uh, our policy services department, and she's literally, literally written thousands of policies in her career. She was with First Advantage, you know, before that. Um, in addition to Sharon, we have Yvette Farnsworth and Randy Goddard. There are two on staff attorneys. We just hired, I'm really excited about this, we just hired Rick Tennant as our vice president of business development, but he was with Workforce QA for a long time. Oh, excellent. Um, and the reason I mention their names is because you, you, you come to these policy issues from different angles. You know, it's not just knowing what the state law says, but what's the practice? You know, um, you know, somebody came to me the other day and said, you can't do random testing in California. Is that right? And I said, well, that's not exactly right. Mm -hmm. um, let, let, let's take a look at what you're referring, what you're thinking of, and then let me tell you what is actually happening in California. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and so you, you approach it from different angles, different perspectives, et cetera, always, of course, within you know, complying with the, the state laws that apply. Um, but the experience that we bring to the table from years and years of writing drug testing policies and then having uh, Yvette or Randy weigh in on a legal issue, you know, that a client wants to, you know, get sort of a lawyer perspective on, et cetera, is just something you don't typically have within a company. Mm -hmm. Now, we don't market our services directly to the end user, to corporations. We do everything through drug testing providers. Sure. So a Nandesa member um, who sells drug testing, for example, but doesn't want to hire or take the time to have that on-staff expertise to write policies could outsource that service to us. We work for their clients on behalf of them. And then that way, they're able to offer a really top shelf type of policy writing service or review service without having to incur the expense or take the, the, you know, the countless hours it takes every year to stay on top of these issues. We, we do that because within current consulting group, we have the expertise to, to be able to really deal with any policy related issue or topic. Absolutely. And uh, I, I had to kind of really grow up in, you know, and, and come to some maturity in the industry to understand that your policy must be a legally defensible document. And if, if an employee decides to sue or something happens and, you know, you get in a situation and you go to court, what they're going to want to know is what did your policy say and did you follow it? And, um, you know, I, I think that <laughs> I'll just, I'll just go back to this. After I finally really understood that bigger picture and, and had a lot more respect um, rather than being a cowboy <laughs> out there. Um, and I'm glad I just had a, a natural cautious spirit in that regard and knew that I didn't know what I was doing so that I didn't make some grave mistakes. But uh, a few years later, um, an employer sent me his policy and said, would you take a quick look at this and see if it, if it works? And it was, uh, I'm not kidding you, two paragraphs. And it wasn't even a full sheet of paper. <laughs> And he had some pretty serious safety sensitive stuff going on and <laughs> just yeah. shivers. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, there's all iterations out there and I'm so glad that you have a team in place that understands that and, and that that is a resource that you offer. What else um, do you guys do? I, I know there's a few things we haven't covered yet. Well, we do lots of different things in the, in the category of compliance support. Uh, but one of the things I'm really excited about in terms of how our company is growing is uh, in the area of business development support, marketing support to companies in the drug testing industry. Oh, cool. So, you know, I like to brag about the subject matter expertise we have in the company, but we've also over the last two years been expanding our, our marketing department uh, with people who are not necessarily experts in drug testing. We've got those people but they're experts in marketing, advertising, sales support. Um, we have a couple of dedicated writers that are now on staff uh, because we do a lot of writing. Now, when I write, some, when something appears from us in the Endasa newsletter, I write those ones. Okay. <laughs> That's the best for Endasa. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but our, our marketing department is, um, has grown significantly over the last few years to the point where um, 
you know, it almost it's almost equal now to compliance in terms of the number of clients and the revenue that we bring in from those sources. But all of that work, all of that marketing support type of work that we do is supported by our compliance department because it's all, you know, our 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 big sales pitches that we speak the language. So, mm -hmm. you know, we're not just marketing people, but we're marketing people with expertise in the drug testing industry. And so that's a big part of that of of current consulting group these days. It absolutely is. Um, it, it really truly makes a difference um, from going out there and hiring someone cold and you pay a lot of money for those services. And, and I've, I've seen this happen in other companies where they'll say, you know, it takes us a year to understand what you're doing before we are really speaking your language. So you're putting in an investment up front and then they promise you that, you know, they're going to get on board and learn your speak. And I'll tell you, I've never seen one that after that year and a lot of money going out the door that they really, because they have other clients and they're not dedicating time and you're still just getting what everybody else gets in a cookie cutter. Um, and there's no passion to it. There's no understanding of the why. You know, and the first question they ask you is, what is your why? <laughs> yeah. um, but you've lived it, right? And, and lived it and breathed it. And uh, so what a gift that is to the industry. So I'm really happy to hear that you guys have gone in that direction. Um, and tell us about the annual industry survey. How did that come about? Well, it was 1999. So I'd been in business for about a year. And uh, the you know, Y2K was coming up and the, mm -hmm. you know, and so I was asked by um, one of your friendly competitors, Sapa, to, <laughs> yep. uh, I know you guys get along well. Yes, we um, do. I was asked by them to put a presentation together for their annual conference, which was going to be in Long Beach, California that year on the future of drug testing. And I have to tell you, Joe, that, um, you know, I just started the business a year ago. I'm going to be in a room full of all these really smart people who are going to have, you know, lots of opinions on the future of drug testing. And I asked a friend of mine by the name of Mac Allen, um, you know, what would you recommend? And Mac said, why don't you do just a little survey and maybe get a hold of 10 or 12 people and ask them what they think the future of drug testing looks like and then present the results of these interviews that you do. And so that's what I did. And that's how it started in 1999. We've done it every year since then. Um, and I'm very excited to announce that uh, I will be presenting the results of our 24th annual industry survey at the NDESA conference. I think I'm speaking Friday morning on the that's 6th right. mm -hmm. uh, to present the results for the first time. Now, I have to, to give credit where credit's due. It's not, you know, it's not a money maker for us, but we do have companies in the industry that co-sponsor it so that we can cover the cost. And that's really what we do. We just cover the cost. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, we've got Abbott, Quest, Orisher, Disa, SoberSafe, um, Premier Biotech, ClearStar, um, I think DrugPack. Those are all corporate sponsors of the survey this year. And there's Fabulous. just, um, and then we include with that, though, two surveys. So we do the industry survey, and then later in the year, we'll do an employer survey uh, to get the employer's perspective. But this is the 24th annual industry survey, and we changed a lot of the questions. We got some input from NDASA members. 
We've got a section in the survey this year on drug test cheating issues. Good. <laughs> which is a you know big thing. We've got yes. that in there. We've got, of course, the oral fluid because that was a big issue, of course, mm -hmm. coming into this year. Um, so we've we've changed up the questions a little bit. We've those who participate. I hope all NDASA members who hear this will um, go to the link and and uh, and I'll provide that for you. But they'll they'll participate in the survey because their input would be really valuable to the overall results of the survey. But um, we took out the COVID testing section of the survey this year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think in the we saw no no change in the results from 2020 to 2021. Okay. So we took that out and we added in an alcohol testing section, which we hadn't included for ooh probably 10 years. So oh, wow. So we've got. Well, a I, I'll tell you there. that is such an invaluable tool for us because um, the way that we have data collection in our industry is uh, just kind of sporadic. You know, Quest decided to uh, to. Uh, collect or actually publish data that they collected. I think all the labs collect data, but the Quest yeah. is the only one I know of that, you know, puts it out there in the Quest Diagnostics Drug Test Index. Um, but this is so helpful because I, I came from the world of nonprofits where we wrote grants and for our, literally for our jobs, you know, for our incomes and, and just to keep the, the program afloat. And when you do that, everything is about statistics. I mean, you count and keep track of everything that you do and and the outcome of it and when i came into this field i was shocked that we you know what are the what are the statistics on uh non-dot testing or rapid yeah. testing or it's you know you don't know mm. um so i really have a a huge appreciation for the annual survey and um and the results and i'm excited to see what you present in may um so tell us what is current consulting group offering for the Indesa members uh, as a provider? Okay, so I'm really excited to let the whole world know that um, Indesa is now offering our uh, subscriptions, or subscriptions, I should say, to our state law database service, Current Compliance. Dacia, uh, date, uh, Indesa members mm -hmm. get a $100 discount off the retail price of that, and then they get a 10% discount on any other services that, that we provide that they utilize. Now, that's something that we only offer, the 10% discount we only offer through Indesa. Through Indesa, um, yes. So if somebody subscribes to the service, they're gonna get that $100 discount to start with. So instead of $9.95, it's $8.95, and they get all the things that come with it, uh, invitations to our webinars, our two newsletters that come out, one comes out uh, every other month. Uh, one's a state law newsletter, the other one's a, a general compliance newsletter. Um, and then if they say, for example, wanna use us for policy writing services or marketing services, all of our prices are set and they're published and then they get an additional 10% off of that. Very exciting. I, I am thrilled. Um, to get this out to our members and to splash it out there and um, and get some promos out on this. I think people will be very excited and relieved to have such a resource at their fingertips. And thank you for being so gracious and generous uh, to our members and giving them access to this in this uh, particular way. Everybody has access, um, but there's a little something special for our members. And Bill, I just think it's fabulous. And I'm really excited to have this partnership with you uh, because I think we 
are just so complementary of each other, um, you know, but also uh, any tool, any resource that we can put out there for people um, to make not only their lives easier and their services um, better, but also um, what I want to say, backed by really good, solid facts and data. Yeah. <laughs> to me, um, is is you can't go wrong doing that. So there's um, so much misinformation out there in our industry, and one of my yes. greatest fears, and this is where I think Endesa comes in into play, is that you know over the course of time there are just new people in our industry mm -hmm. who don't have that historical knowledge uh, that you know someone like Donna Smith brings to the table and. Yes. and Linda Richardson and Dennis Kearns and other, you know, old timers in the industry. And I say that with the greatest affection. Yes. Um, but it's so important that good, solid, truthful information that is also backed up with citations and sources, et cetera, is out there. I, I just want to say to your members, um, a year or so ago, I guess it's been a couple of years ago, Joe sent me a chapter of a book that she wrote, she wrote the chapter and it was gonna be part of a, a, a journal of, of articles. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was on the marijuana issue. And I told this to Joe, so I apologize mm -hmm. for uh, embarrassing you like this. That's no, okay. But it was so well-written. And what I liked about it was it, it just flowed very logically, but there were citations for all the claims and all the support um, documentation that was needed to back up everything that you were saying. And that's what Endesa brings to the table. That's what Joe brings to the table. Um, and I, I know that that chapter didn't get published eventually. So we've actually come to Joe to ask if we can start publishing it in piecemeal mm -hmm. in our newsletter. So you're going to start to see pieces of Joe McGuire <laughs> in the uh, current consulting group newsletters. Awesome. It, I am so thrilled that we can get that out there. And we are going to do something and build off of that together and uh, get some good, solid, um, not just historical information, good data, um, facts, and things that matter for the future. Uh, is, and I think that's where you and I have always shared a heart on, um, is that we understand how everything that we do today in this industry is going to have a lasting impact and, and, and an impact on people's day-to-day -day lives. Bill, I always enjoy speaking with you so much. And I always say this, I, I feel like it's almost my tagline. We could probably talk for hours, um, but uh, we both have things that we have to get on with with our day. So thank you for this time. Thank you for um, being a member that contributes and not only just in, in the um, scope of Indesa, but just to our industry, what you bring is invaluable. And I hope that for all of the um, new folks coming in and growing up um, rapidly as I did right now, uh, that they will recognize that you are a source of that accurate information. And I think that we should schedule another podcast very soon to talk all about oral fluids because of what's going on um, with the feds and, and DOT um, so that people are again asking the right questions um, when it comes to that because I, I hear I'm still hearing a lot of misinformation out there about that. So let's do that one soon. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. You take care. Have a great day. And thank you so much for joining us, Bill. All right. Thank you, Joe. Bye-bye. Bye. This episode of the Indesa Members Memo is sponsored by Orishore Technologies. Orishore offers testing products for drugs of abuse and alcohol.
The intercept oral fluid drug test is the first and only FDA-cleared oral fluid laboratory-based drug test for the nine most requested drugs of abuse. Intercept is simple to use with an easy collection procedure and a collection time of only five minutes. While being the number one recognized brand in laboratory-based oral fluid testing since 2000, the specimen is collected on site but is then sent to a lab for testing. Companies get the convenience and immediacy of oral fluid testing, but also solid and defensible lab results. You don't sacrifice the accuracy of reliability of your current testing program. You simply eliminate the need to collect urine. Indesa is proud to have Orisher as our first official sponsor of the Indesa Members Memo podcast. Thank you, Orisher. Check out their website at www.orisher.com. Thank you for listening to the Indesa Members Memo. Subscribe to hear all of our podcasts and join Indesa to access all of our professional industry resources. Visit us at ndasa.com.